Good morning, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive eater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, May 29th, 2023. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter Into Action on the top of page 84, the first two sentences beginning with, no matter how far down and reading through, self-pity will disappear. Today's readers are Joanne L., The Twelve Steps, Marge E., The Twelve Traditions, and our big book readers are Judith S. P. in the text, Nancy R. on page 164, and Craig F. is our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Colleen M., and our second-hour moderator is Maria F. The share ID for Sunday, May 28, 2023, is 20,300. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Joanne L. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Joanne, hit star one to unmute. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I was hitting pound one. Hi, everybody. This is Joanne L. from Rhode Island, and I'm so grateful to be asked to read these steps today, and thank you for your service. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God 
as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us in the power to carry that out. In 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much, and have a great meeting, and I pass. Thank you, Joanne. I will now ask Margie to read the 12 Traditions of OA. Thank you so much. This is Marge E. Gratefully uh, recovered from Massachusetts. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, the OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service in this month, and I pass. Thank you, Marge. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter Into Action. On the top of page 84, the first and second sentences, beginning with no matter how far down and reading through, self-pity will disappear. I will now ask Judith S.P. to begin reading. 
Hi, Rick and everybody. Thank you. My name is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater for today. And thank you, God, for this wonderful opportunity. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. No matter, it doesn't, it, it's for me, a hundred percent. It doesn't matter how horrible I have been, how I've been in the food, how much shame I've had in terms of my emotional insobriety, my spiritual malady. No, it doesn't matter. I, I, I went so low and continue to struggle daily with the disease remnants that continue to plague me. But thank God, through this program and through the 12 steps led by my higher power, I am in the light of the sunshine of my spirit. The feeling of uselessness and self-pity. Every morning, I ask God as I look forward to this day to help remove my self-pity along with dishonesty and self-seeking because that's like a 2,000 pound, which equals ton weight on my heart when I'm living in that experience. I can't do much of anything except feel like nobody has it as bad as I do. I'm no good to anybody. And that was what continued to lead me into the food. And then after the food, it was the shame and humiliation. And then it was the behaviors, eating at night, eating all the time, giving myself the BS that this is healthy, I can eat it. And now I'm relieved. The food is neutral. The damage has been great. But I love where it says here, we will see how our experience can benefit others. As I have been benefited by those who came before me and the wonderful sponsors that I have, I'm able to help others. And that's a major key. I don't have to feel like I'm not competent or that I don't have the perfect answers for somebody. All I have to do is share my experience, strength, and hope. And that is great. And I love that way of living. I love taking responsibility for my side of the street and being able to walk taller and clearer in my connection to God and this program, you all, and to practice these principles in all my affairs. So with that, I pass, and thank you for giving me this great opportunity. Thank you for getting us started, Judith. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Janice Rachel K. Rachel K. I heard Rachel K. Janice P.M. Loretta H. Loretta H. 
Who else? Tamara C. Terry M. Tamara C. And Tamara, what was the after Tamara C? It was somebody H. Terry M. Terry Nancy R. All right, we're going to stop there. And this is who I've got, and if I missed you, uh, we'll we'll get you on the second group. I've got Rachel K, Kelly S, Janice P M, Loretta H. I think Tamara <laughs> C, Terry M, Melissa H, and Nancy R. Uh, so uh, please remember to introduce yourselves, including your state. Rachel K, you're up first, followed by Kelly S. Go ahead, Rachel. Thank you, Rick. Uh, thanks for doing service this month. Thanks, everybody, for doing service this month. Hi, this is Rachel Kay from Indiana. And, um, yeah, I love – and I love that we're taking these sentences two at a time rather than the whole paragraph, um, no matter how far down the scale we've gone. I The big book tells me that I am uniquely qualified to help another compulsive overeater. I don't know about you, but I have had imposter syndrome for nearly every single job that I have ever had, except as a sponsor, I, I, you know, I am uniquely qualified for this job. My resume is perfect for this job because I, you know, nobody else except for somebody who has been there. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying just me, I'm saying anybody who is a recovered compulsive overeater can help another, you know, struggling compulsive overeater because I have been there. Therapists are great. I'm not knocking therapy. Doctors are great, not knocking doctors or meds or whatever. But, um, you know, as, as Bill demonstrated, when he reached a handout to Bob and Bob took it, um, you know, our two co-founders that, you know, here is somebody who understands who has been there and who who understands that crushing defeat um, that this disease has on us. So, you know, no matter how, and I make mistakes with sponsees all the time, um, but, you know, I am, I am not perfect and nobody does that job perfectly, but it, it, it says, you know, no matter how low we have gone, I can use that, you know, that, and, and before we read, we will not regret the passion of which to shut the door on it. Why? Because that is part of, you know, the qualification for the job of helping somebody else. And that feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. Why? Because now I have, I have a reason to be here. I've, I always say, you know, I have enough angst without the existential kind. You know, why am I here? Why am I here? To do God's will. And I believe, you know, my understanding of that is that a big part of that is helping his kids. And, you know, in particular, although not exclusively, but in particular, those of his kids who have the same disease that I have. So, you know, I don't really need to know anything else. You know, if I can help in any small way another compulsive overeater today, then that's a good day, no matter what else happens. You know, if I try to do God's will, um, you know, I'm not going to have that feeling of uselessness and self-pity that was just awful. Even on my best quote-unquote days binging, 
you know, it was like, ugh, I did not have that core, that core purpose in life, which I have now. That's a huge gift. I mean, forget about, you know, the food, which I'm not knocking, but having that compulsion be lifted, that's huge. But to, thanks, thanks. I'll wrap up. Anyway, thank you for letting me share. Happy Memorial Day, and I pass. Thank you, Rachel Cade. Kelly S., you're up next, followed by Janice PM. Go ahead, Kelly. Hey, Rick, thanks for your service. It's Kelly S., um, Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Grateful to be here. Um, yeah, this self-pity thing, story of my life, you know, my song and dance, since I was a little girl, it's been like, no fair, why me, poor me, and then are you effing kidding me, God, right? So um, I, I, I've always been that way, right? So then it says, you know, we will see how um, – our, ben, our experience can benefit others. And all the stuff that ever happened to me, how bad I ever got, poor me, right? I look at it now and it just freaks me out, the hope I can give people. So I've been um, over 125 pounds overweight, right? That's a different kind of aspect of this disease, to live in that morbid obesity, the things you have to go through, right? I can give that person hope today. I've, I'm bulimic. I've binged and purged countless times. I had to be locked in a treatment facility when I had a four-year-old and a one-year-old at home, you know, because I was 20 pounds underweight and I couldn't stop binging. I could give that person hope. And the biggest thing for me that I really think is a thing, I've been in these rooms 40 freaking years, you guys. It took me over 30 years to finally understand what the solution is. I thought I had tried everything. So I've really seen there's so many people in these rooms. If you're like me and you've been in these rooms for decades, I can give you hope. Hope for what? Hope. What kind of hope, right? That's what I thought. I've tried everything. I've done everything. Guess what? I'm here to tell you because of the things I've been through that if, I, if you follow these instructions, I finally followed these instructions. And what did that mean? I had to surrender. I finally had to surrender to what? that I am the real compulsive eater. I had never really conceded that. I admitted it. I never truly accepted that in my heart, that concession. And then I had to follow these instructions. The instructions to what? Where are these getting me to, right? Getting me to the solution. What's the solution? It's this power greater than myself. I didn't have the power. I was doing everything on self. I was just following all these, you know, um, rules and I'm, I'm a real good rule follower but the instructions here are to go to god or your higher power whatever that power is and if i do that i can find finally surrender finally concede follow the instructions get to the solution the solution is a higher power a power that can get me neutral with food today no longer living as that tornado no longer destroying lives you know sometimes i'm still strong wind as i talked about last week right but today i have freedom and so I'm here to say to you, there is hope, right? I've been on every end of the scale. I've been around for decades. If you think it won't work for you, stick around a little bit longer, surrender, concede, work this program, go to God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Kelly. Yes, Janice PM. You're up next, followed by Loretta H. Go ahead, Janice. Well, thank you so much, Rick J. and everyone on this uh, line. Uh, my name is Janice P.M., and I live in Massachusetts, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Okay, it's, it's, these are just, they become more beautiful and more real as I, each year that I, I read them. Uh, 
each each time I go through. And the first word that I see is uh, twice uh, is will. When I see the word will, that means these promises will come true. <laughs> they absolutely will, and they have with me by the grace of God. And, you know, it doesn't matter what I did in the past. It's, you know, the promises, uh, this promise points uh, and reminds us, compulsive overeaters, to look at our similarities, not our differences. When I first came into OA, I said, oh, she's a, she's a diabetic. That's why she doesn't eat so-and-so and so-and-so. Well, of course, I became a diabetic, and I still ate them. So you see, but, you know, that, that past, I can, I can relate and identify with the members of the group. And that's how I get better because I hear, like it was said, the solution. And, you know, um, I used to feel less than others or better than others. And I would be, you know, that would be a cover-up for shame or guilt uh, and feeling out of place, feeling like a failure. Um, yeah, we find, I found, we find that our experiences, our experiences help others. Can I, how could that possibly be when I was not a very good woman, not a very good wife, not a very good mother, you know? But in practicing of holding nothing back identifies with others, which is, I never thought it would be. And, um, it, and, it's, and it's impossible for me, a, a recovered compulsive overeater, not cured, to deceive you compulsive overeaters because <laughs> you've already heard, I've already heard all the lies, you've already heard all the lies, all the alibis, all the cop-outs, and denial was the number one uh, symptom of my addiction. And uh, you've heard it all. So relating and identifying are always the key words. And, you know, words that come from the heart always reach the hearts of those who need to hear them. And, of course, with self-pity, absolutely, the miracle has happened. Um, that disappears. You know, that's, I thought I was useful. I thought, well, yeah, sure, I was useful trying to control everybody, tell my husband what to wear, and I really thought that that was, you know, helping, but of course it was controlling. I wasn't useful to them, but today I have that seven-step prayer that um, I, I ask God daily to help me to be useful to Good reminder. him, certainly, thank you, to him and to others. You know, self-pity was my only solace. So, um, and with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janice PM. Loretta H., you're up next, followed by Tamara C. Go ahead, Loretta. Good morning, Rick, and good morning, all. This is Loretta H., and I thank all of you, along with my precious God, who is saving my life. Today, I'm recovered, not cured, in Raleigh, North Carolina. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, I love going down the numbers on that scale. That was my obsession, my drive, my everything for a very long time. And that was my spiritual malady. And today, with God's grace and mercy, that scale is on the other side of the spectrum, not with weight, but just with my life. I have a life 
beyond my wildest dreams because of this program. And Tradition 3 says the only requirement for OA members is a desire to stop eating compulsively or compulsive food behaviors. And my actual desire is to stop my compulsive food behaviors because the reason I used to binge was because I was starving. And with program, it taught me how to eat. With God, I learned how to eat as a privilege and didn't abuse the privilege. And this is where um, I find that feeling of uselessness goes away because I have that dual addiction where I can help. I know what it's like to compulsively overeat, but I also know what it's like when I starve, and that causes my addiction to flourish feverishly. So I'm so privileged to be in this program. I'm so privileged that today, because of program, I do get to eat, and I don't abuse that privilege because I have the steps for my spiritual malady, so that when I do get into the bedevilment, I actually get these promises if I trust God, clean house, and help others. Today, I try to live in the four absolutes, and today what I do is I try to crave neutrality in all my affairs. Thus, I don't need to eat over anything if I can actually live this program as stated in the steps, I have the design for living that really works. And today, I hope all of you on this day of freedom for all of us, that we have freedom from this disease and any other addiction that um, challenges us. And with that, I pass. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Freedom Day for all us compulsive overeaters who are still suffering. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Loretta H. Tamara C., you're up next, followed by Terry M. Go ahead, Tamara. Good morning. This is Tamara C., uh, spelled T-A-M-R-A. I'm very grateful to be a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Missouri. And um, yeah, I've really been appreciating the shares. I just relate to all of it. Um, I wanted to share about my experience with Step 9 and this feeling of uh, uselessness and self-pity disappearing. Um, feeling useful is something I have always chased. I've always cared about, like, I want to be that person that others can lean on. I want to make a positive difference. Um, and But I didn't know how to get over myself enough to really truly be able to do that. I just was so distracted by... Um, image management, what what do people think of me, and it, um, what if I try to be helpful and I do more harm, which I, I certainly have done, and um, what if people should see the real me, and how, what if I don't know what to say or do, and just um, so much self, so much ego blocking me from, from that feeling of usefulness, and so what does step nine have to do with that? Uh, in in my experience, uh, when I did my amends, and my sponsor said to me, um, Tamara, you're going to grow spiritually in two weeks of making amends more than in any of the other steps so far. And and uh, I found it to be true, to be very powerful, this uh, humble, honest, direct amends to people 
gave me this freedom to just accept myself as human, a human who makes mistakes and does harm and then uh, grows and, uh, and learns better but keeps being human. And that freedom allows me to just get over myself and, and really see other people and really see the need and not have to play anybody's higher power or savior or have all the answers, but be able to just say to my higher power, you know, use me. How can I be helpful? How can I be useful? And it just is an amazing, satisfying feeling to just be there, to just show up and, and witness how how um, God can use me to help others. And it really fills me with gratitude and helps me get out of self-pity. And so I'm on that journey, growing in that direction every day, thanks to working the steps every day. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Tamara C. Tamara M, you're up next, followed by Melissa A. Terry, hit one, uh, star one to uh, unmute. Hi, this is Terry M in Miami, Florida. Thank you, Rick. And um, no matter how far down the scale, well, I uh, am glad to hear that that um, God puts to use our past because, um, first of all, as an only child, uh, I was completely selfish and self-centered like the like um the opposite of what this is bringing us to to be a benefit to others i was just what's in it for me as a an only child being raised uh, and my mother was an only child herself so no big family no cousins no you know just elderly parents and grandparents and myself so it was really a very selfish, self-centered existence for a long while. And um, and then I, I, I married a, an alcoholic, a 20-year marriage to an alcoholic. And then um, two sons, uh, one in drugs and alcohol. So I was feeling uh, horror, self-pity isolation, entrapment, all those feelings, and that I can see in this that God could put all that to you, to good use to help others. That is a wonderful thing because uh, that journey that, um, that I was in and, um, and that brought me to OA and the 12 steps and, and finding this way of life, that it can be of use to others. It's it's a it's just something amazing, and that I can see that in God's economy, nothing is wasted, and that is a, a miraculous thing that happens in this world of spirit, which has nothing to do with our physical material world. It's completely a different realm, and uh, and the the feeling of self pity that is. I can only do that for a few seconds and snap out of it because um, I got taught that and, and I got snapped out of it in, in uncertain ways when I would do that. And um, all that 
learning all that experience can be put to use is just amazing. And I'm thankful for this way of life and this program that is just a way of living. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Terry. M. Melissa H., you're up next, followed by Nancy R. Go ahead, Melissa. Melissa, hit star one to unmute. Melissa H., we're not hearing you. Could you hit star one to unmute? Okay, we're going to go to Nancy R. and then swing back and see if we can get Melissa H. on the line. Nancy R., are you available to go ahead and come on? Hi, this is Nancy R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Northwest Illinois. Um, thanks for all the shares this morning. I'm so grateful that we're in the promises and that we're all here. We're all here this morning. We're um, no matter where we are um, in in our steps and in the promises, um, there are promises all throughout this book. Um, which my um, my sponsor helped me to see um, as I uh, move through um, move through the steps. Um, it's just totally a miracle um, to live in these promises. Um, Somebody get up every morning and not have a food hangover, to be available to others, to have been willing to say yes to doing the work, which was not easy. My disease has um, has a really strong hold over me. Um, has had a really strong hold over me, and. Um, through doing these steps, um, I get to live um, in these promises today. Um, so that's all I have. Thanks. Thank you, Nancy Art. Melissa H., are you available to come on the line now? Okay. Well, Ben, please, if, you, uh, if you're available and, um, and want to come on the second group, we'd love to hear you. Before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter into action on the top of page 84. The first and second sentences beginning with no matter how far down and reading through self-pity will disappear. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share today? Larry Kay. All right, Larry, got you, brother. Wanda R. Wanda R. Got you, Wanda. Colleen M. Colleen M. Anybody else? Nancy W. Nancy W. Lori H. Wow, sorry, I, I heard... 
both names at the same time. Was one of them Lori? Yes, Lori H. And then who was who was the other one? Deanne F. Like Frank. Deanne is that Deanne? Yes. All right, so we're going to stop there and see if we can get everybody in. I've uh, got Larry K. Wanda R. Colleen M. Nancy W. Lori H. And Deanne F. Larry K. You are up first, and followed by Wanda R. Go ahead, Larry. Hey, Rick. Good morning. Thanks for your service. I'm Larry K. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. You know, I read these. You know, in the food, I'm, I am all get and I am no give. And and, and when I'm eating. You know, I'm reminded that I'm, I'm loyal to no one. Um, I should have been loyal <laughs> to friends, family, but I wasn't. I let them down by my eating, and part of so part of this disease. When I when I you know I think of the the other side of this. Part of this disease for me is betrayal. You know, we hurt others, and we're for me. You know, I was incapable of regulating my own emotions. If I felt too bad about myself. No problem. I'll just anesthetize myself with food. I'll let the the Hershey bar regulate my emotion, but I'll let the Hershey bar squelch good feelings too when they build up. There's no higher power in the mix. I, I had one tool, which was food, and that. So, so could I be of help to someone else? Of course not. You know, because the first casualty of this disease was not my physical death. It was the truth. And there is the utter inability of individuals like me with addiction, in, in that addiction, in an unrecovered state, to maintain a truthful, you know, honest relationship with myself and certainly with others. I had nothing to give others. And there was a, a cycle of denial and secrecy and lies. And I would minimize or downplay the severity of my disease in all its manifestations. I hide my behaviors from loved ones and I make excuses, I shift blame, and it leads to a breakdown in relationships and trust, right? So my perception needed to change. These promises would not come true for me, not in any way, shape, or form, until I begin to have a change at the heart level through the implementation of steps. And the heart level is the alignment with a higher power, imperfect as it is, but it's, that's the alignment. It's, it's got to come at the heart level. If it's just at the head, intellectual, analytical level, I'm not going to be able to be of use to anyone, really. So grateful for the promises, grateful for this program. Thanks, Rick, for your service. With that, I pass. Thank you, Larry Kay. Wanda R., you're up next, followed by Colleen M. Go ahead, Wanda. One to R, hit star one to unmute. Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone has a great day. Happy Memorial Day. Wonderful. I got red, white, and blue on. I am just so happy uh, to be alive uh, and to have a program and, uh, you know, to to uh, join everybody and enjoy uh, my food. Uh, it used to be a punishment. Uh, it used to be a practical joke uh, on my father because I was bulimic. So eat the food and throw it up. Ha, ha, ha. You can't make me eat. You can't make me 
you know, enjoy my food, you know, uh, because um, he was a practical joker and ha, 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 the joke's on him. But the joke was, it was horrible. It was, you know, uh, a, a feeling of a torture, you know, but that's what I was used to. Uh, and um, I grew up sort of deprived and demented. So the 12 steps straightened me out. Bill and Bob straightened me out. Uh, you know, fellowship straightened me out. Uh, my sponsor straightened me out. Uh, the tools straightened me out. I needed a lot of help. I was way far behind the eight ball. And uh, food was my uh, coping mechanism. But now my program is my coping mechanism. And I keep expanding my program to include exercise and uh, pleasure. Pleasure of sudoku uh, and pleasure of, uh, you know, uh, playing uh, spades with my husband. Pleasure of... uh, you know, just being grateful that I can be efficient and organize my life. And I got all that from you, and I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, Wanda Hart. Could you please give us the state you're calling from? I'm calling uh, from Illinois. All right. Thank you, Wanda R. And just a reminder, uh, as you introduce yourself, to include your state, Colleen M., you are up next, followed by Nancy W. Go ahead, Colleen. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Rick, for your service this month. My name is Colleen M. from Maryland, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And um, I, I, I think um, Larry just said it so eloquently, but I wanted to um, talk about the the – the feeling it going from my head to my heart and it is taken me a long time and these promises are are about working the the ninth step it took me so long to um to get this um this whole understanding of um the harms that i did others because my intentions were always to do good but my actions were not helpful when I was in my disease, um, and I, like a, a lot of people, duly addicted. So when I put one um, one um, compulsion down, I usually pick up another. And um, this time around, in, in complete abstinence, uh, working the steps uh, for probably the third time since I've been abstinent, um, it, it becomes clearer and clearer to me the harms that I have done because of my need to... Uh, to seek approval and the self-pity is what really jumps out to me. I had a lot of self-pity, um, ego and pride. And I had to, you know, like we say all the time here, get humble before my higher power and surrender, um, surrender everything in my life to the fact that, that this is God's planet and his will will be done. 
and my manipulating and trying to control the world around me and the people in my life that I, you know, so desperately wanted to help but wind up hurting um, is none of my business anymore. And then, you know, I can't explain it. I say this to my sponsees all the time. I don't know how this happens, but it just does happen when you, when you do the work, when you put the food down and you do the work. Um, these promises start to come true. And um, just feeling very grateful today and, you know, happy to be here. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Colleen M. Nancy W., you're up next, followed by Lori H. Go ahead, Nancy. Hello, everyone. Nancy W. from Ontario, Canada. Um, I'm just so grateful to be in this room. Uh, I joined the rooms last July and had great success. (laughs) That's the eagle. and went into relapse in February and has have been struggling with that. And uh, over the last couple of weeks, and especially this past week with listening to the promises, um, I feel hope. And uh, with all your responses, um, I've just been given a, I feel a new uh, way of living. I've, I've learned so much. And I just look forward to the rest of my time with uh, OA and living this new life and learning and expanding uh, who I am and who God wants me to be. Uh, I just thank you so much. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy W. Lori H., you're up next, followed by DNF. Go ahead, Lori. Or you hit star one to unmute. Yes, I was just wondering if you could hear me. I guess you couldn't. Can you hear me now? I sure can. Okay. Hello, family. Um, uh, Beautiful Memorial Day to all of you. I'm sitting here in my home, and I'm looking at these promises, and I'm thinking about the days that I feel weak, and I do go into um, the opposite of all these principles that I am practicing. And then I am reminded just how far God has come with me and how much he has already removed from me and how much he continues to through this process and how, you know, there were were elements of these promises that I never thought would come true. And and they really have, you know. Um, And specifically, I I will say, you know, the ability to be a self-supporting person um, has come about in ways that I cannot even, I I just couldn't see coming. Um, And where there is a will, there is a way. You know, when when I am looking for an excuse, I will find one to eat uh, quite easily. And when I'm looking to recover, I'm going to recover. Um, so I may be powerless over the food, but I am not powerless over my choices. And, and especially when, when things come up like this morning, um, with my food, it it turns out that, uh, a way of preparing it allowed it to absorb so much more of, of an item that turned it into something that was not intended. And I had to take my food as disgusting as it was, walk over to the sink and rinse it and squeeze it out and turn it into a disgusting mess, but still eat it. And I'm willing to do that. 
And that is only because I, I would have made a big deal out of it before is because I'm no longer eating just, you know, for enjoyment. I'm, I'm eating to, you know, honor this body that God has given me because I'm, and he's given me all these promises. And whatever I need to do to keep this abstinence, this beautiful gift of abstinence, I'm going to do it. You know, even if that means kind of, you know, a little on the edge of suffering through a meal every now and then. It's so much better than me enjoying that meal, you know. Um, so I'm just so grateful for all of you. I mean, you guys have all been so supportive and for these meetings. And my God, thank you, thank you, thank you for this beautiful gift, man. We continue to be willing to do whatever it takes to keep it. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Lori H. Can you please tell us the state you're calling from? Uh, yes, from Florida. Okay, DNF, you are up next, and we'll get a couple more names. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for your service. Um, and thank you for the service of all the, the people that we are remembering on this Memorial Day. Um, my name is Deanne F., and I live in New York. And... I really love these two lines, and I especially love that first one um, because I always think of like recycling and composting. Um, you know, all of the stuff that I, you know, think with my human brain is the worst stuff. You know, the really smelly stuff uh, and yucky stuff. That is, by God's grace, you know, turned into um, what becomes this new soil, this, this healthy <laughs> soil with this compost in it um, that I can then share um, with others. Um, and that's what we connect on is this common experience um, of suffering um, and then we can connect on the common experience of the joy of living this way of life. Um, and what I also want to say for people who maybe, you know, haven't, like self-pity hasn't completely disappeared, that that's the beauty too, is that it doesn't um, have to disappear. It sometimes reappears. But the beauty of this also is that we get an opportunity to make an outreach. When self-pity appears, it will again disappear as we reach out to help. That's the usefulness um, to another person who suffers with the disease. So that's what I got. Have a beautiful day. Thanks so much for letting me share. Thank you, DNF. All right, uh, we have room for uh, maybe a couple more two-minute shares. The study wants to take those. Jackie A. from Connecticut. Got you, Jackie. Who else? Donna S. from Florida. Donna S. from Florida. Okay, Jackie A., you're up next, followed by Donna S. Go ahead, Jackie. Jackie A, hit star one. 
Hi, thank you for that. I kept hitting star one and it wasn't working. Can you all hear me? We can hear you. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be able to be on the line today. I have the day off. I'm going to go hiking with my dog and I'm going hiking and I'm not getting to the point where in 2015, I had tried to join OA. I went to four in-person meetings and then dropped off because I tried to do it my way and went hiking on this particular trail. And I brought, um, and I know we can mention food on this line, so I'm grateful for that. I brought cereal, um, liquid, like, so that way I could lack and, um, and then whole jars of peanut butter. And that was my, that was my food. And I went 44 miles in the woods by myself, like inspired by that, the wild movie. I was like, she can do it off of heroin. I can do it off of trauma and food, not realizing that I was bringing my food with me. Um, by the end of the trail, I had lost eight pounds and that's where I thought I had arrived. That was me going down the scale. And instead I had to scale down a waterfall because my ass got lost off the top of the trail and it was getting dark. I had run out of close to water and food and I was supposed to be at work the next day. And, and it hit me like that's when I really found God because I was screaming and yelling and I felt abandoned and I got down to the edge of the road and I was cussing at people in their houses to come out and save me. And mind you, I wasn't saving myself, right? And, um, and you know what? God played a trick because uh, nobody was home in those houses that were for sale. I got out to the road. And a man with a canoe on his truck said, he's like, you didn't scale down that, did you? And I was like, no. And he goes, I did. And he goes, that, there were timber snakes on that waterfall. And he's like, you are so lucky to be alive right now. And I realized that God saved me. And that's what I find in common with other addicts in the room. And I love that no matter what, whether it's a poly addicted or just with the food, like if we've all been there, thank you, and felt abandoned. It was like I was never abandoned. And I'm grateful that I didn't abandon OA now. So thank you so much. With that, I pass. Thank you, Jackie A. Donna S., you are up next. Donna S., hit star one to unmute. Okay, I was talking without star one in it. Good morning. Thank you for... um this meeting this morning. Thank you for your service. The um, promises is there's just so much in here and I can basically relate to this whole thing. I had to um, go through a lot of stuff, a lot of, uh, um, you know, to get serenity and peace and get closer to my higher power. It was, it's not easy. It wasn't easy, but once I crossed over. I um, I know what serenity means. I know you know. I know what the peace is, because you know when I came in, I didn't know anything about these twelve steps or anything, and I was I was very self-seeking. Very, I didn't, but I didn't know what self-seeking was. Selfish, very selfish. Fear of people, yes. In economic insecurity, even though I always had a good job and I made good money, I still was economically, you know, always thought that I didn't have enough, never enough. But um, as the more I work these steps and read these, read the books and listen to 
listen to everybody on these meetings, I learn and I get better. I, you know, heal. Not that I'm perfect, but I get better. And I've, I have people that are gentle with me and know how to, um, you know, and that I can work with. It it really helps. There's just so many people out there that have helped me over the years. And um, just a reminder. And my, favorite, my favorite, my favorite is we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. That is that's the miracle right there. That is a miracle for me because it happened to me and my whole family. And that's all I have to share. Thank you. Thank you so much, Donna S. And what state are you calling from? Florida, Boca Raton, Florida. Thank you, Donna S. And thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, May 29th, 2023, is 20,301. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy R. please read, read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggested only. Hi, this is Nancy R. Um, from Illinois. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.